Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Marketing Matters. I am your host, Ryan Sowers, and we're broadcasting live here on Business Radio X. On every Marketing Matters, as you know, we talk business, customer service, sales, community, giving back, branding, so much more. Let me start by asking those who, to check out those who support and take care of the show. Uh, Michelle, Michelle Sutter and the great Gwinnett Women's Small Business Collective doing amazing things, and uh, go check them out uh, online. But it is fun to be back in the studio with my illustrious multitasking today, running seminars all over Metro Atlanta co-host, Jane Bishop, owner of Take the Next Step, janebishop.live. Jane, how are you? Oh, Making it. Ryan, I'm great. I'm, I'm delighted to sit for a moment. <sighs> well, <sighs> I saw it. I saw your post. Yeah. She's, she's do, running a huge event in Atlanta, coming and running two shows, and then going back to the event. So uh, we're, my helicopter is waiting, and then, um, you know, oh, I'm just kidding. I don't have a helicopter <laughs> Without, that well, you know, it's good that you're here today, Ryan. Well, uh, yes. And, you know, I've told people on personal note, I did go through a tough bout of COVID. I got, uh, I got a great guest we're about to introduce. But, uh, yeah, um, I thought I'd had it, and I had not. And so I'm the most COVID-free guy you guys could be around right now. But well, uh, super excited to have yes. uh, Roger Green. He's the CEO of Green uh, Financial. Uh, I get to work with COO Laura Green and, and Taylor and I know you've got sons in the business and a great firm. Uh, Roger, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, but we're going to take care of first things first. We're going we're gonna to read this real quick. Roger Green is an investment investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor, broker dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, Green Financial, and Satera Advisors are not affiliated awards or not to be considered a guarantee of future results, nor is an endorsement by any client. Roger's office is located at 3700 Crestwood Parkway, Duluth, Georgia. And his website is rogersgreen.com. Com. So we're going to get that out of oh, the way. Yes. I might go into doing an auction if they get everything oh, done work yeah. out. You I like mean, that? I, I mean, really. And and the good thing is he had a very short commute to the he studio did. today. I he did. literally did. Literally. I saw him coming through the woods. Walking through the woods. About 100 yards. Yeah. Yep. It was funny. I, I was like, uh, I, I talked to his team. They said, like, Roger's business is literally 100 yards from the studio. And I said, and I saw like, a guy coming through the woods. I'm like, that has to be me. It was. So, uh, yeah, his commute. You, you need that kind of commute today, Jim. Welcome to the show, Roger. Yeah, thank welcome you. Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Well, Roger, you, Ryan. Uh, it's so great to have you on. we we got so many things to talk about in this half-hour segment. Uh, first of all, it's amazing. You know, the owner of uh, Gwinnett Business Radio X, Mike Salmon, just talked about, you know, style people you know in common. Jane, co-host, just talked about being in one of your seminars, what, 13 years ago and taking your great advice. Uh, you've made a profound difference in our communities, my friend. And uh, so I want to give you a chance today to talk. Uh, maybe we just start talking a little bit about what we were talking about the, what, with the Cruz Middle School and the Dave Ramsey, what you guys are doing. Sure. We we're the newest thing we were just talking about. So tell me about that. Absolutely. Well, we're here to help everybody. And when we mean everybody, we mean even people that have absolutely no possibility of being our clients, like middle schoolers. We love financial literacy. We want everybody to succeed. Um, I believe, um, you know, it's all God's. It's all God's money. I'm just trying to help people uh, be a good steward of it. So uh, it starts early. You know, you get a lot of compounding. Anybody that's ever known about compounding knows that the earlier you start, the better. Even if you have a little job at Chick-fil-A or you start your own business like the entrepreneurs at Shark Tank uh, last night, we were talking about giving some real money to the um, 
to the Shark Tank uh, winners. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, we also support, uh, we were the very first company to support middle school financial literacy and uh, at Cruz Middle School. We have a great partner, Rod Hames. He's just a super teacher. And that's what we really need is partnership, uh, business and and teachers and parents. You know, everybody has to be in a partnership. Oh, another charity we support uh, is Auditory Verbal Center. And I'll tell you what, there's a business leader with that that needs to be uh, getting a shout out. Debbie Brilling, she won the Lifetime Achievement Award um, for uh, Dr. Wendell Todd Award this year. And think about this. She had a pandemic plan in January. Oh, wow. And she wow. implemented it February 15th. So if you, anybody remembers the timeline of what was going <laughs> on back then, and not only that, she transitioned all of the deaf children to virtual therapy and got the reimbursements for it, wow. was able to transition, get got grants for it, and has um, greater participation. Uh, we're helping 40 more deaf children than we were before. Uh, just a fabulous leadership. I mean, what a fabulous leader. But that doesn't work without, you know, community foundations and grants and us working with um, – you know, having a nice board of directors and just being engaged, you know. So my son was deaf, and that's the reason why we came to Atlanta. Uh, and he works with me now, and he has a master's degree in finance. He's done a super job, uh, just a great, great kid. But he wouldn't be able to do a lot of those things without that partnership with the people that taught him how to speak. Um, and so he's one of my heroes, and he really does a great job uh, doing what he does. But they do a great job. So those are some of the places we support. We also, this year, we donated to the Salvation Army, uh, 4,500 masks early on. And then we also uh, donated over 10,000 to Saving Christmas. And we, we love to just um, many hands make light work. And so we want to highlight people like the Salvation Army that are doing the most good. And they really are. They take a small amount. And with the budget that they have, for instance, at the Red Shield Shelter, they touch thousands of people in different programs from veterans programs to drug rehab programs, getting people off of being homeless and back into work. Uh, and without them uh, and the partnership we, you know, with business and raising money, it's really important that we all understand that we all have to be a part of the solution. Yeah. I'm curious, Roger. So you've you've been involved, this being involved in the community and collaboratives, and nothing new uh, with that. But I'm curious, can you give us one example of how that involvement has shifted during this COVID? You know, we had pre-COVID, we're during COVID. At some point, we'll be post-COVID. Yes. Uh, down down the road, uh, eventually. What's a shift that you've made to continue? that partnership and collaborative work with the community? Sure, I think uh, the number one thing is to be respectful um, in all cases with different people's views and thinking and their level of concern. Mm -hmm. And so I think having uh, matching the level of concern that someone has and being participative in the solution. So for instance, um, many of our employees have uh, uh, you know, family members that they take care of and uh, many of our people. And so we've designed an environment that everyone can be safe at work. In fact, one of our staff ended up getting it because she was taking one of her daughter to medical uh, appointments and got it there. No one else in the office got it. Another person on our staff, I'm calling her the champion <laughs> of all social distancers. Okay. Her husband got it, and she's relative newlywed, and she did not get it. Wow. So, oh, so, wow. So wow. champion social distancer. <laughs> so I think, I think being respectful, understanding the, 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 the science, and just being um, collaborative with, uh, you know, doing Zoom meetings, um, working and being participative, um, having phone calls, you know, just being flexible. You know, I like person to person. I like being able to see people's – um, body language yes, and you know I've, yes. I've years 33 years of helping people with their money and sitting across the table from mm -hmm. for since I was 19 um, and I, by the way I plan on uh, doing another 33 <laughs> years at least there until uh, 2062 but 
I want to get back to being face-to-face because I think fellowship is extremely important. But to whatever degree we can manufacture collaboration, that's what we need to do. Good. I just, no, just want to jump out. You know, but I think one thing will be interesting with business is because people have been forced to use more online stuff. You know, I, I'm like you. We're all more face-to-face people, and a virtual event is just not the same. I mean, no matter is they're better, but they're, they're better than we were a year ago, but they're not the same. But I do think it's going to give people who are scared of technology a chance to maybe board meeting or jump on something that they couldn't get to in person and give them another option. I think people will think a little differently. It will not ever replace the face-to-face human-to-human. You just no. can't, you can't no, replicate no, that. No, you can't. It, it does remove some of the, the barriers in the borders, for instance. I was on a, a Zoom call yesterday with a lady in South Africa. Yeah. You know, And so you have those capabilities, but it does not replace what we're experiencing here in the studio today where we're looking at each other face-to-face. Well, some of us have masks on, but... Well, beyond the, well, behind was, the mask. But no, I mean, in, in all seriousness, um, I, you know, I met with Roger's great team. I had not met Roger physically in the flesh. We did, he came on with another one of my shows, as Zoom, and it felt like it, but it wasn't quite the right, same. Right. And, you know, you certainly don't see the woods, you know, coming through. Come <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, that's the thing that struck me when I was just talking to Roger and his great team is just, you know, in branding, whatever, it's not, would we do these things because that, that we will gain all these new clients. You're doing them because you want to. You want to make a difference in life. Like you said, some of these people are, don't, will never be clients. But, you, you know, doing the right thing, you know, it's biblical, but doing the right thing for just because you want to, that's Absolutely. just a great thing. No, and, and just being where somebody's at. You know, again, I think the greatest level of respect, the reason why I dress up is for you. You know, it's for the, a, a sign of respect for the other person. So whenever you're in a situation, whether you, you know, whatever you're doing, you're always just trying to be respectful. And I think when you're respectful of your clients and what they're – but I'm telling you, I think this taking it away from us is going to make us more hungry for it when we uh, get yes. to come back to uh, it. Yeah. I think there'll be a zest in the next um, – you know, I don't know how long it'll last, but four or five years, I think people be really inclined to, oh, yeah, I'll meet you there. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, the stuff, think it. It's the stuff be maybe yeah. that you would have not done, you know, but, you know, I, I would say this, and I want to hear what you guys think. You know, it's like when a ball game opens up or a concert you might not have gone to – I'm going to say, yeah, you know, I'll catch the next one or whatever. That's in this with your business in particular, financial planning. People can't predict this economy, but I think I think there's going to be this American desire. Thank goodness, our freedom's back. I want to yeah. go spend money and go out, and I miss people. Absolutely. I oh mean, yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think engagement and fellowship. I mean, of course, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Uh, you know, uh, Jesus, my Lord, and I think he. I mean, think about it. he had everything in the world, everything, the whole universe. The only thing he didn't have was us, and so he died for fellowship. Absolutely. So that's that that important to him. So I mean, to me, uh, that's really super cool that we get the lesson that he had of the absence of fellowship and I think we're all hungering for it I see indications so wherever you can one of the things I've told all my clients I said number one thing um, is you know think about somebody out there everybody is what I call kangry right now it's COVID angry or change angry Um, and everybody's kangry because everybody's like life that. that's is good. good. That's I'm, good. I'm going to borrow that. I okay. like that. You got it. She's going to eat later this afternoon. No, I'll no problem, you, Jane. I'll give you credit, Roger. <laughs> not, not to worry. RogerSgreen.com. <laughs> yeah, just give me a shout out. But um, the number one thing is everybody is discombobulated. Everybody's had to deal with change, and nobody likes change, right? And so, you know, a lot of people are in the stages of grief with it. So I, I, I liken what's going on in the market, you know, with the first stage of grief, which is, uh, which is uh, 
you know, denial. And so a lot of people are in denial about what's going on and, and they just hope and they want things to be different. And so they're superimposing it. A lot of people are putting up a real strong face. Oh yeah, no problem. I got everything is cool. Um, but they're not, it's not cool. And so I'm telling you, every single person out there, every person you meet is hurting on a different level at some Amen. point and they've had to give up something. They have to give up something. And it's even if they don't even sense it, cause they're not in touch with their own feelings or spirit or whatever, but they're, they're a little bit crushed, you know, um, they're a little bit pressed down, you know, but I'm, I'm telling you, if, if you just think about each person, Mother Teresa said it best, if you can help somebody that has greater needs than your own, you'll never be depressed. And so she actually battled depression. And so, but her outlet and expression of dealing with it was to find somebody that had greater needs than her own and deal with them. And then she was not depressed anymore. So again, uh, my, my thinking is, Wherever you are, your family, you know, your, your, your friends, anybody, just think of somebody, one person every day. Have one person. Have that one person that you want to reach out to and make their life better. Let them know that you're thinking about them, you're, you're praying for them, you're, you know, you're, you're there for them. Is there something I could do? And just that's it. Just help make one person per day's life better, and your life will be cool. You'll you know, be Roger, it's, yeah, obvious so awesome. it, it, it's obvious that you're passionate about what you do. And I picked up on that when I was in one of your workshops. To, it was 12 or 13 years ago. And, and you're right, Ryan. And, and I have followed some of your uh, sage advice to which I'm very grateful for. But go back to when you started in this business. Yeah. What's your why? Yeah. People want to know, okay, why? You're passionate, sure. you love it, you stayed in it long term. Sure. Well, for me, um, lacking, when I was in my life and I had moments of lack, um, it was like the oxygen was taken from the room and I couldn't breathe. And it was just this um, this petrified pause, this moment of nothingness. It's like being in space and being isolated or being in solitary confinement because there's nothing you can do. And to me, um, not being able to meet, I want to be generous. I love being generous. I love being able to have a surplus, to be able to give to people. I love having money in my pocket. I love being able to uh, meet all my, uh, you know, help my family, all this stuff. It's so driven to me. I mean, I just love giving. So I, I, I wanted, I know you can't give if you don't have resources. You can't <laughs> give if you don't. Have. So I said, number one, you know, you got to analyze what do you got to do. And number one, no matter what you do is nobility in all work. If you work um, and you do a good job in anything, you can be amazingly successful. You can run a business in it. You can take everybody's market share because if you're excellent, you can do it. So show up on time. Do what you say you're going to do. You'd be surprised if you're just working. I mean, I was working at a restaurant. And I got three offers to come into this business in one week without a job application, without asking them that I wanted to do this. They just said, you need to be in the best of business. Because <laughs> you're taking care of my table. It wasn't even your table. You were over there. You got my water. You cleaned my table. You got you saw I was in need. You took care of me. And so I got literally three offers to be in the financial business waiting a table. That's what I, that's how I got in this. And I'm kind of thick-headed, so God had to tap me on the shoulder yeah, and yeah. Then smack me in right, the head. Right, right, right. <laughs> this is what you need to do. Um, so anyway, uh, but I love it because I figured, well, I'll learn how to help manage my own money because to me it's like the lifeblood, like the heart heartbeat of a person is having the financial capacity to help others so even if it's not for you you know i think having a surplus is a responsibility um, of managing it well and having growth that's why i counsel people you know you need a balance you need to have some reserves for downturns you need to have money crops in the field all the time and the reason for it is not just for you it's for helping other people because other people might not know as much as you they might not have the temperament they might not have the resources they might never have the opportunity and so through our collaboration through my collaboration I can do so much more than I could do by myself by helping you know we help 2200 families uh, 2200 people uh, with you know 
half a billion dollars of assets and we work as a fiduciary and we can work with everybody. It doesn't matter whether they're $10 a month because I've hammered my uh, suppliers and, uh, and, and my uh, vendors to give me uh, discounts for my smallest clients so they don't have to pay ticket charges, cost to get in, you know, the cost to get out, you know, that kind of thing. So again, I mean, obviously, I'm not talking about any particular investment or anything like that. We're just basically a fiduciary. We, we help uh, to manage that money. But it's really about just introspectively uh, talking to the person, engaging them in the Socratic method, find out what they have, what they need, where they want to go, and finding a, a, a fit, you know. But, Roger, yeah. you know, in, in, in saying that, and, you know, we said in the beginning, you know, you can go to rogersgreen.com. But, but what I heard you saying was really cool is, you know, if, you, if people wanted to have a consultation with you and your team, you, you know, you don't have to have five million bucks sitting in the bank. You could have, you know, ten bucks and say, you know, hey, I want to save. You know, I mean, right? I mean, you know, even the teenagers with a custodial Roth. You know, yeah. a lot of teenagers don't know that if they have a job, they can have a custodial Roth. A lot of parents don't know that, but you can gr start growing a Roth if, as soon as you have a job up to 100 percent of what you make, up to six thousand a year. Wow. So again, whether it's a solo 401k for an Uber driver that's doing it as a second job, or being able to do that Roth and and having your own solo 401k. I mean, that's kind of cool. You could save fifty thousand dollars a year. You could save 100% of what you mm -hmm. make up to the first 19,500 as either Roth or tax deductible and it's asset protected if you get sued for you know uh, running somebody over or whatever you, you know you can still get to keep those assets sure. so again whether it's um, understanding the vehicles the tax law whether it's understanding the financial planning or whether it's just collaborating with somebody to try help them to invest their money properly obviously investing is the the byproduct of all the good planning because then you'll have a surplus you have money you save it you save taxes you have money you can invest it so having the money to invest and then managing it well and so that it grows is the ultimate and that's where we're most influential uh, but getting there is important too. Oh, i love that too and i had never even thought about that because i was huge on you know as soon as i finished college starting to put anything away i mean i didn't matter if it was 50 bucks a month i believed in the long which which proved to be a, a smart move yeah uh, <laughs> well life happens and there becomes times when you can't do certain things but Thinking about those younger people, I know some people are now I'm thinking of that, you know, maybe even younger than that, but they actually have a lot of money come to work and really hard. And there's options for them, too. And, you know, that, that time works. For, you know, I mean, I'm not telling you anything. You sure. don't know, but that time, you know, I know works for you. And, and I remember guys showing me when I was a, a young lad, he's like, you can start at 30 and you've seen, you know, or you can start at 18 and, you know, you got 18 is going to come out ahead, you know. So, you know, this show, you know, when people are listening to it, could apply to someone younger and yeah. starting out. You know? Oh, yeah. If you save 50 bucks a month from the time you're 21 to 30, um, you'll be ahead of somebody. Even if you stop at 30, then somebody that starts at 30 and does it till they're 67. So at the same rate of return. So, again, the, the point is, is that time, value, money is an important a, a lesson. I once interviewed on my radio program, uh, The Motley Fools and uh, Dave and, and Tom Garner, and they, they wrote a great book. They, they should not be investors. They should be financial planner people because they, they really made financial planners planning fun with their teenager's guide to money so there's a number of different books out there that people could catch that will help them to just kind of understand those basic concepts but something like uh, the Dave Ramsey program that we, we sponsor at the middle schools or stuff like that we'd love to help people again like I said anybody that has a need to have help where you can check out all the states that we're in at, at our rogerscreen.com whatever but the key thing is just getting started getting going and staying on track you don't have to look at it every day you know to look at it over time and and to me that's I think people either do one or two things they let they don't ever look at it 
or they look at it too much and then they start fiddling with it all the time yeah or letting it stress them Uh, again the ultimate uh, with your money is having and this is a quote from uh, Tom Gardner he said uh, it's having copious extra time to pursue your pursuits it's not having copious extra time to spend time messing with your money right you know Um, so ultimately you want to make it as simple as possible I mean think about it if we had a business wouldn't the ultimate business be you just show up and the the money's deposited in your bank account (laughs) you know I mean uh, from a profitability perspective I mean the less effort you put into it and still add the value and still you know so businesses are all about efficiency and adding value and and doing it in a in a in an efficient way so i think the the covid and the environment with zoom and all this other stuff of collaboration is helping in some ways for us to investigate and and um you know scientific method of is this kind of thing that we're talking about um more efficient to do it this way or maybe it needs to be still in person when the time comes because i really do believe that you know let's say you just want to touch up and you have a question or two hey a zoom call why why spend an hour in atlanta traffic for that (laughs) but for an annual for an annual deep dive goals are into talking with you know getting your spouse together with you and collaborating in a room with the door closed with somebody who knows what they're talking about you know this can really help you know iron sharpens iron you know and and, and i really think that it's one of those things that we can all do together but i think that the technology and some of the 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 things that we learned during this period of time on how to be more productive can be helpful too so we just have to take each day right now and get the most out of it well, I love what you said about the COVID. I think people, um, you know, I was talking to one of my friends early, early, early on, and brilliant guy, marketing all over the globe. Um, he was one of the first ones I ever heard said, you know, in early March, the word pivot. But, you know, it doesn't take a genius. We all know with human behavior, um, and I'm pleased to say in this show, because all my listeners have listened to it, I am now done with all my classwork for my, dis- except for my dissertation, my doctorate in leadership. Awesome. I am now, all, and I'm going to be studying small business, and uh, that's what I'm going to be studying. But, but what I wanted to say is, you know, there's so, you, you, you know, let's say it's 30 days to make a habit or 21 days to make a habit or whatever. When you go through 12 or 15 months of things being taken away from you or, or, or not being able to do what you're used to, you know, fundamentally, humans are, are, are being forced to change. Like, you know, you probably have already ordered food at your house and you're like, I don't I can just I don't have to ever be there when they ring the doorbell. I'll just go pick it up in a second. Mm-hmm. Or there's little things we start getting used to. And I just think the biggest thing I just want to say for the show, people are feeling this in some capacity, even the ones that so I'm good. So we want to reach out to those people. And Roger, you you know, and you, Jane, too, you all got such a, a service heart. And I feel the same way of like. Some people aren't doing so good, and, and everybody feels different on different days. So we need to continue to realize there's a lot of people hurting in a lot of different ways, whether they say it or not. You know, yeah. it's out there. You know. Well, and Ryan, thinking about, you know, obviously we're live today on the show and thinking about, though, how these shows are going to live to your term that you like to use, Ryan, in perpetuity forever and ever. Right. So let's say two, three, four years from now, somebody happens to find this episode and watch it. We can we can say that the principles and the essentials that we're talking about today in this current COVID era likely apply to wherever you are at that point in your life, Amen. wherever you're listening, because we still live in a volatile, uncertain time uh, in period in history. It's going to show up a different way. So. Just bringing our listeners back to what you can apply even from this show today. I, I was just say with Roger saying, because I want to throw it back to him, but but the biblical principles of, of, of paying, you know, doing the next right thing, that came from a movie I was watching my kids earlier. What do you don't know if you to do? Well, do the next right thing yeah. for somebody. Those principles, if somebody's listening to this four years from now, those are still going to be the same, exactly. right? Yeah. Even though people say, why couldn't you get together? They yeah. might not remember yeah. if they were young or something. But Well, um, I think it comes from this, Ryan. I think it comes from really listening. 
and I think it comes from collaboration once you have all the facts out there. So if you think about the basics of getting to where you need to go, you need an action list. You need some some tactics that are built on an overall strategy of the direction of your goals and where you're trying to go. So that's why I said, you know, living without money or the proper amount of money or the proper amount of cash flow or not knowing what's right, that's a terrible place. But I've also known a lot of people that had too much or, or, or too more, way more than they needed and they didn't know it. And, you know, they're both bad places to be. So I think one of the cool things about planning is, I know it's like pulling teeth and getting your teeth clean and stuff like that, but it's <laughs> nice to have clean teeth, yeah, right? Yeah, it is, right, right. Um, but what it is is it's, it's getting you to a place of comfort that you've investigated. It's kind of like turning on the lights when you're kind of a parade or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if I, you want to be at, at four o'clock in the morning in Detroit, some right. know, on, on a, a eight mile or something right. like that. But if it's middle of the day, noon time, it's, you know, it's nice. You can see yep. the lake, you know? Um, so my point to you is, is that if you turn on the lights, you know, and you start with where you are, with what you have, and say wherever you are and what, whatever you have, just like a pastor will tell you to come to church just as you are. You know, you don't have to get good before you go to church. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Amen. So um, you just have to come with what you have and the desire, the passion that you have to help yourself, help others, not be in need. I mean, at least you can say, you know what? Nobody else had to help me. I had enough to pr- protect, to provide for myself. And, you know, you know, of course— um, I'm real strong in the belief that, you know, the Bible says, you know, again, um, if you don't take care of yourself and your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. I mean, that's, that's, that's God talking, you know, yeah. so not me. I didn't make that up. So my point is, is yeah, you're super you're, passionate about making sure people always have what they need. And the vast majority of people have enough resources passing through their land. You know, they have the Nile River they're, they're you know, sitting by. They need to irrigate their land. So they have to set enough. It doesn't matter how much money passes through the checking account. It matters how much goes into the wealth building. It matters how much cash flow. Are you spending less? than you have because a rich person wants what they have and so you but in order to know that you have to know what's capable yeah. to do with what your money is and where can you take risk you know there's a concept called risk capacity and and uh, so so many people focus on risk tolerance but you need to think about risk capacity too and that's um, what capacity do you have to take risk and what risk should you be taking given your capacity so again there's there's thoughts that have to be asked. You know, you just have to ask those questions of people and find out where they are. Like right now, you know, people could be saying, hey, you know, market's going great. Guns, it could go up a lot more. Yeah, sure, it could go up a lot more in the next three months. But do you want to have all your money in if it doesn't? If it, if it does have these indications of, of um, you know, speculation and excess and things like that that we're seeing out there with the DoorDash, you know, going up 92% the first day on a, a, a business that's not making money even during a pandemic. I mean, it, Tesla worth more than all the other European car manufacturers in all of Europe, even though EVs are only 10% of the market and hybrids are selling more than EVs and they're only one part of the EV market and all the other great companies haven't even come out with their, their best products in that area. So again, why would you be paying so much money, unbelievable amounts of money, um, for some of these companies. And I hate to pick on those two companies. I apologize yeah. if you work with those companies. But, but nevertheless, I'm just saying facts. that yeah. as an investor, it's one of those things that you just don't want to be – um, unprepared. So you need to have plan B money. That's money that you have that you can have as reserve. And right now, I think it's an important time to have extra money. So I would have even maybe 25 to uh, to 33%, maybe a third more money than you normally would have in something that you can express aggressiveness by being opportunistically, um, you know, patient mm-hmm. and disciplined. And then maybe dollar cost in uh, if we don't have an aftershock, if we don't have 
scarring, if we don't have, you know, a lot of these businesses that have failed that have second and third order effects, if all this money printing and quantitative easing doesn't have consequence, maybe it doesn't. And maybe there's things that we need to be participative in. And so I think it being in small companies and value and, and international emerging markets that being a diversified is very important. But at the same time, it's also important to keep some some opportunistic monies and some reserves always have your five years worth of reserves so if you're spending money from your portfolio make sure you have at least five years worth of money on the sidelines and now's a great time to be re um filling the, the yeah. tanks or the, the tanks. reserve tanks and have these tranches of monies that you can utilize in the event that uh there is a downturn and and need to help other people because i mean think about it if there is another down i mean think about what happens if all the vaccines have some kind of um it's a brand new kind of vaccine what if it has some kind of um side effect that we never even thought of or what if the mm -hmm. virus mutates into whole something even worse or you know that the viruses don't go after or whatever so i mean there's all possibilities so you just need to keep money in the market and money outside the market too love that. and that's important so, love that. so roger what do you you say to either the individual or small business mm -hmm. who who has this concept in their mind that they're they don't have enough money to come and and work with you or even have a consultation with you you know they've created this story sure and maybe there's a myth what do you say to to anybody that might be listening i would say everybody has 100 percent of what they have and they have 100 percent of what god gave you at this moment and uh you know you're going to be tested with this it's a money is a test uh like many other things i mean a lot of people that are unbelievers i always tell them hey let me give you a, a question um how come every other animal that you know of and have ever been studied craves what they what is good for them what every animal craves what's good for them human beings do not is basically a direct proportion if it's good for me i don't like it if it's bad for me <laughs> i like I love it, it. That's true. You know? it's good, yeah. <laughs> so it's a test so just like money is a test and so i think what you have to do is say i have 100 percent whatever i have so whether it's a a, a little small amount and a little by little you gain wealth at last so you can learn the principles with 10 bucks a month i mean you can have accounts uh 50 bucks a month 100 bucks you start with a little bit and it can snowball and just grow and grow and your capacity to learn it's like exercise you know you can't exercise enough january 1st for the whole year yeah. it's, it's not it's not <laughs> about work that the, way it's that not way. about the biggest arnold schwarzenegger yeah. workout ever it's about the consistency and the discipline that comes from That's that exactly so right. you break up your your 100 and this is what i believe i think you should give 20%, but I mean, 10 to 20%, you should give, you should save 20% or more, depending on how you're old you are, um, maybe even as much as 50%. And as a business person, you should definitely spend and say you should save 50%. So again, in your first 15 years, you should always be reinvesting in your business and trying to put money back into your business, because there's always something new you can do better than your passive investments. But every single year, max the 401k max the Roth IRA because if that business fails and something could happen regulation change new technology somebody could come in competitor you could get crushed you could get sick uh, something could happen and your business could go out by the wayside every single year you need to siphon money off and pay yourself as an employee too and make sure that you're building your own personal wealth. Um, many people, Richard Branson, a lot of other people have failed in businesses, but they keep going. Why? Because they, they diversified their wealth and they put it in other people's businesses too, in many different things. So again, my number one suggestion to you is be proportionate with your money. Give, save, spend, reinvest in your business. And then as you build towards your goals, it could be little by little, 6,000 bucks a year is a Roth up until age 50, 500 bucks a month. You know, that's the max, but you should at least be doing a Roth. But if you have a 
Um, one of y'all is a school teacher. You can do a 403B. You can do a 457 plan if you're a police officer on top of the 403B. You know, you could do a 401K, a 401A. There's all these different things. All those letters are parts of the sure. tax code sure. that oh, have sure. to do with deducting <laughs> yeah. and having those assets sure. protected by. Yeah. So what I, what I heard him say, though, Ryan, that I, I want us to just before we get to the wrap-up, because I know we're almost at the end of our time, give, save, spend, reinvest. Yes. I yeah. mean, that, that – well, that that is key. But but the, the thing here is, that I've seen in my own lifetime. You know, there's there's so much money to do all these things. If you just you know you you, you just make it part of what. Don't look at it. If it's fifty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever it is you're putting there to do these things. Usually, if you don't, you're just going to kind of waste that money doing some frivolous thing, not really paying attention to what you're doing. So Absolutely. I hear you saying you know, be strategic and think through what you're doing and be micro local. I mean, we uh, to bring this back to marketing as well. You need to diversify your marketing and reinvest. So I've tried a lot of things. Some things worked, some things didn't. But things like the local middle school, things like writing for the local paper, things like going to uh, things that you're passionate about in the community and meeting somebody that's passionate about it too. And they, they like you immediately because they know you're passionate about the same thing they're passionate yeah. about. So yeah. if you're out there serving the community, serving, being there with your kids, being engaged with your family and your, your friends and, and the things you love, you're going to find other people that really like that about you. And they they want to do business with you. That's what we like to call return on relationships. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I love today, guys? I love the fact because I usually I would ramp up the energy and I, you know, it's got, but, but the, just the passion and the the, the, the the biblical spirit of coming back to the mm -hmm. basic truths that we all know that no matter, we've done three stories in my magazines recently yeah. of people that just turned 100. But even cool. the people that turned 100, I mean, how many people do we know turning 100? Not very, not that many. And and my point is, our 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 time on this earth is short. And what I've heard is, you know, money is what can make all this stuff happens, and money is a test in itself. But you know, listen to you know again, you can go to rogersgreen.com to talk to the team about where you are, where you are. You know, there's some not some magic trick of you know wherever you're, you're 25, you're 55, wherever you are in your life, these are the people that you can trust to say, all right. Well, let's sit down and figure out, you know, what, what's what's the step and asking questions, you know, uh, to get to get to their why. Well, right? and and being where you are in your life. And I just need to give a shout out to yeah. Roger before we conclude, Ryan, 13 years ago when I was in that workshop that you did at Gwinnett Tech, I will be forever grateful in that it was a wonderful, very well done. I could connect and understand. But I walked away with one thing. If you can't do anything, get long term care insurance. And you gave us a whole model for that. I did, even though I was 13 years younger sure, than I am sure. now. Today, you can no longer purchase the type and the plan of the value of long-term care insurance that I have. There's still one kind of hybrid thing that you can do that's still a good solution. So if you're looking at it, yep. um, it's something that will leave money to your heirs if you don't use it or you can use it mm -hmm. and it's unlimited but uh, people have to be under age 70 to get it so it's really important um, but there are still some opportunities yeah. to, to solve that problem but not nearly as easy yeah. as it was been uh, back uh, then but it's very important uh, because if you're going to have plan b money you need to know how much plan b money to have and you can't know when you're going to have a stroke or when you're going to need to be cared right. for or whatever right so thank you for that thank you jane i appreciate the yeah. shout out no, I mean, it just, uh, you know, I hold Roger, uh, his wife, Laura, work with Taylor. I know he's got some sons in the business, uh, his whole, you know, great team, just amazing people. And that's why I wanted to have you on today. I mean, because you. You, you walk the walk and it's, 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 it's real. I mean, I, I just, uh, I get 
I get ex- expired. I get inspired. My brain's inspired. still coming. My brain's still coming back. I'm not inspired. my brain. Inspired. You, you haven't expired I, I, yet. I, I will. I will tell you, folks. That there's still a little fog that lingers on this stuff. But uh, Roger, uh, we just want to thank you so much, my thank friend, you. for your wisdom and uh, your giving and your helping our community and making a difference, man. You for me, it means a lot. I appreciate it. And be out there for your your family. Be out there for your friends. And the Salvation Army needs your help. So save Christmas with them. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Uh, Thank you. We, for, yes. Thank we, you. If you're ringing that bell, we want to want to get a photo of that. Yeah. I'll try. I'm, right. I, like I said, I got a friend that's going to be doing it. I'm going to try to uh, help with them too. Yeah. Well, I've been doing you. it for 25 years. Thank so. you for awesome. for what you have been doing and what you will continue to do uh, for individuals, small businesses, and for the community. Thank you. Well, it's just giving back what God has given me. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's good to have Mike back in the press box. He I feel woke like up. I'm in the batter box. Yeah, he, he woke came up. up. Well, uh, thank you for uh, joining us on Marketing Matters uh, here on Business Radio X. Uh, please, again, support those who care for this show. That's Gwinnett Women's Small Business Collective, our friend Michelle Sutter. Please go see what they have been going on. Thanks to uh, Roger Green for joining us in the uh, studio today. Roger, again, appreciate it. And uh, thanks for Mike Salmon and team uh, making it a great show. For my co-host, Jane Bishop, Jane Bishop out live. You got it. Thanks for being here, Jane. And, folks, you've been listening to Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. Until next time, folks, make your marketing matter.